This show is a part of the Versus the Universe Network. For more information on Versus the Universe, go to versustheuniverse.com. That's vstheuniverse.com. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Hey everyone, and welcome to Digital Dumpster Diving, where we dig through digital games and movies trying to find something worth our time and maybe yours. Will we find trash or treasure? I'm Dave Martin, and with me is Matt Peters. Matt, how are things going for you? Man, things are going okay, Dave. I'm glad that we get to discuss another game for the listeners today. I'm just so happy that it's not going to be another movie, because my goodness, we deserve a break. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Yes, yes. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like if I'm actually interacting with the media, already it's kind of like head and shoulders above just sitting there watching a subpar or worse movie. (laughs) At least if I'm playing a subpar game, I'm controlling a bit of it and I'm, I'm more engaged that way. So that's just, that's my two cents on that. Yeah, it is always nice to be able to get a little bit more immersed in something and hopefully it's something worth being immersed in. We're going to find out tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So this week, as you may have caught in some of our tweets, we played some Absent, which is available for free on Steam. Um, For those of you that have Steam, you know there is a plethora of green light games and just uh, freeware out there for you to check out. So, you know, it's part of our duty here, Dave and I, to wade through this stuff and let you know if it's worthy. Uh, A little bit of background on absent it actually was released back in 2013 so uh, we will be taking the the age of the game into account as we discuss it as well um, but of course we will be fair and we will be impartial we'll see how no far it's we going straight to the gutter if it's three years old it's it's outdated oh no man that's that's too much for me no i can't do that <laughs> cannot do that dave this is actually one of your choices what made you um gravitate towards this one well i was going through some of them that that were on the list of free games and i like a good point and click adventure uh and this one the the trailer is very well done for this having played the game i'm not sure that the trailer is entirely representative of what you're <laughs> actually getting into yeah but the trailer for the game was very cool it was very cool but before we go down that path let's go ahead and give folks at home the synopsis of the game so Murray, a college student, is thrown into a confusing world of mystery when his friend Steve's girlfriend, Crystal, disappears suddenly. Through this point-and-click adventure game, you discover that there are strange powers at work, and things are never as they seem, as you seek to discover who or what is responsible for the disappearance and possible death of Crystal, as well as those of other students who have subsequently gone missing. Absent was developed by James Fenton of Effin Games and is available for free on Steam. Apologies to James Fenton if I pronounce the name of his company wrong, but when I see that, I have to say Effin Games. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of wondering if it was supposed to be Effin Games, but you see it and it's just Effin Games. And I think that's what he wanted, but I don't want to speak for him. <laughs> James Fenton, if you're listening, tweet us to uh, clarify that. We're at... Oh, er, I was about to give the Twitter account for my other show. We are at the 3D cast on Twitter. So, yes, uh, folks playing at home, if you have something to weigh in on, you can reach out to us there. You can come to the digitaldumpsterdiving.com website. Of course, we're available on iTunes, on 
Podbean. If you listen close enough to your microwave, you may hear the dulcet tones of Dave and myself emitting from it, or that might be radiation poisoning. You probably shouldn't put your ear next to your microwave. I smell like burritos. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly... I would be completely remiss if I didn't mention that we are proud members of the Versus the Universe podcast network who have an amazing Patreon for folks to come and peruse and check out free exclusive things. I have an inside track, folks. I will tell you that there is a certain music video coming soon that may feature one of us. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> do 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 and it's not another Lando Calrissian situation. I'm sorry, but <laughs> that cape is retired. <laughs> are you Kid Icarus? Uh, are, are you Kid Icarus? Maybe. Anyway, back to the subject at hand. Absent. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, what are your thoughts on Absent? I was pleasantly surprised by this game. Again, the trailer doesn't necessarily show exactly what you're going to get in the game. It's a point and click. You're looking through rooms trying to find what you're supposed to use to advance your progress. And so it's not as fast-paced as the trailer suggests, but that's how point and click games work. As far as a game where you're trying to find what you're supposed to do, this one is not as brutal as some other ones where you might get stuck and spend three hours doing the same things over and over again trying to figure out how to advance to the next room. Mm-hmm. It's got a British voice acting cast, and generally the voice acting is pretty good, but even where it's not, it fits in kind of with the campy theme of the game. The art style uh, is a very 1993 old computer games. <laughs> so it's got an interesting feel to it. Uh, music was good. Uh, what did you think of it? Well, I gotta tell you, um, my first impression when I started the game up after watching the intro... And the intro seemed to go on for a little bit too long for my taste. I thought we'd be playing as Steve because they featured Steve so heavily right out of the gate. And then when you get to Murray, it seems like he just kind of shows up. But that's fine. Who is this guy? Yeah. It's Why like, am I playing as him? Murray. And you're all of a sudden controlling Murray. Like, okay, I guess we're Murray. Um, <laughs> the other thing was I noticed that, as you mentioned, the, uh, the uh, animation style is a little rough. Everybody in the game walks like they're a cross between a Bob's Burgers character and those keep on trucking mud flaps from back in the (laughs) 70s because they're always just kind of laid back with the arms swinging to the side just like everything's groovy you know (laughs) (laughs) the voice acting yes it it was very British uh, and it was fine for a point and click but the production could have used a little bit more love there were moments where the characters were uh, emoting very loudly and expressively and you could hear the feedback on the mics like there was a a popping or something like that you know and of course you know a top-notch audio experience like ours we pay close attention to that sort of thing (laughs) um speaking of murray murray reminded me so much of uh joe keery from stranger things Mm -hmm. and uh the the recent domino's commercials he looks just like that kid just Perfect now, match. <laughs> now, is that the kid who was uh, the one who was fighting with... Um... He was kind of always in the background. He was just kind of like the, uh, the the lanky kid with the big hair. He looks like Murray, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but if you saw him, you'd know him. So, Joe Keery. Google him, folks. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I love a good point and click. Uh, the progression was a little bit too slow for me and I lost interest a lot. You know, of course, it's unfair to compare it to games like Grim Fandango and Full Throttle 
and Day of the Tentacle, Maniac Mansion, stuff like that, because it was a one-person team, basically. But I just, I don't know. It didn't quite hook me. I may have to go and revisit it. Yes, I think you do. I mean, I don't think it'll be your favorite game ever, but I think it would be worth your time to, to go through the whole thing and uh, just give it give it a little bit of love. Sure, and I, I will count on myself and say, yeah, there was a lot of depth there. I was telling you that when we uh, were playing through it. And uh, yeah, just there's there's a lot to absorb. And when I play games like this, I get just super retentive with everything. Just uh, <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I see a pin on the ground, I got to pick it up. If there's a piece of paper, I got to pick that up too. may not be important to the story right now, but I know it will be later. And I will happen to have that in my pocket. I'm very serious about my collecting. And if it goes in my inventory screen, I know it's worth it, usually. <laughs> so that part's on me. I'll, I'll, I'll acquiesce. I'll say that part's on me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, that's one of the things where any game like this, I end up spending, anytime you pick stuff up, and you can combine things, well, you can use inventory items on other inventory items, and so, yeah, I did spend a lot of time trying to combine everything with everything else, and <laughs> I probably didn't need to. There were a few times where it was useful, but most of the time, you, you didn't need to, but it could soak up a lot of time. Yeah. I think we've exhausted how much we can discuss this without giving any spoilers away. So before we get to that portion, let's go ahead and give our ratings. We have a rating scale. Instead of going from 1 to 4, we go from Toxic Sludge to Treasure. So we have Toxic Sludge, bottom of the barrel, terrible stuff. Hazardous, you know, not as bad as Toxic Sludge, but eh, still not that good. Reusable, you know, recycled, you know, that sort of thing. And of course, the top tier... Like last episode, the rare double treasure that we gave. <laughs> we have the treasure level, so that's that's the top of the heap there. What say you, Dave? What's the rating? It's a one-man indie game. And with that in mind, I really want to give it a treasure. I enjoyed this game a lot. There were some flaws, but I thought they worked well to make it so instead of being glaring the stuff you wink at as you play through the game like haha that's i mean they, they they break the fourth wall a couple of times they make fun of themselves i want to give it a treasure but it's not quite there i'm gonna have to go with reusable okay and that's fair that's not bad it's just not you know the gold standard there which viewers of teen titans go know that the gold standard is no longer the gold standard but anyway I, unfortunately, did not have that great of an experience with it. <laughs> so for now, and I will give our listeners an update on a future episode if, if this changes at all, but for now, I'm going to have to give it a hazardous. I understand that there's quality there, but the hazard lies in the fact that this is going to be a time suck for me as I am a completionist when it comes to games like this. <laughs> I'm going to want to get all the Chivos. I'm going to want to get all the items. I'm going to want to try to pick the story apart. So, yeah. I'm going to give it a hazardous for now. And as one quick note for people who, uh, since we mentioned time here, um, I completed the game. There are two achievements I did not get because I didn't look at guides until I finished it. Um, but I played about four and a half hours. Mm. So there's there's a lot more time you could put into this. I mean, this is a lot longer than, say, um, uh, Moirai that we played. Very much so, yeah. It's <laughs> yes, like the ten sessions of Moirai. <laughs> Yes, there's a lot more depth to this game, um, but that's if if you plan on playing it, ballpark, that's about how much time you're going to invest in this. Okay, good to know. 
That's it for this segment, folks. We're going to go into spoiler territory now. So if you would like to be surprised by some of the story elements of Absent, just uh, tune away now. Come back after you're done. Like Dave said, about four and a half hours or so. Uh, So that being said, I am sitting under the learning tree here. Tell me, sir, what is so great (laughs) that I didn't get to yet? (laughs) Where is the value in absent? Because for me, the value was absent. Ooh, well played, well played. Not really. Don't give me credit for that. That was awful. (laughs) Well, uh, part of it was the game does start slow. Mm. I'm not sure if... I mean, I could speculate as to why why that is, but like in the beginning of the game, like even the dialogue, which is generally fairly good, they didn't match up the timing very well, and so the characters' reactions just don't mesh as well in the beginning. As you get in later, the plot is good enough that it it at least sucked me in. Um, it seems like the voice acting got better. There were some audio issues that were intermittent throughout throughout it, but. The plot gets better, it sucks you in, they add some humor in, and it gets, for me, it got better as I went along. Okay. And that's fair. Um, As I was going along there, as I mentioned a little earlier, and this, unfortunately, I'm I'm reconsidering the fact this might have been a little bit of a, a spoiler comment, but, you know, you start the game with Steve speaking to Crystal in the lunchroom, and it seems like the plot is being set up right there where there's a confrontation with the football star and his crony and you know he's trying to get by and everything and at that point i'm thinking okay this is the first puzzle this is where i'm gonna have to figure out how to get out of the cafeteria by using items within this room see that a notebook is 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 there pen is falling on the floor you know there's a lunch room area over there or a, a lunch counter something's going to happen in his room i'm Nope, he just crashes right through him and keeps on rolling. <laughs> well, that's that. <laughs> that's that. <laughs> I think he even said that as he walked out yes. the door. He's like, well, okay, goodbye. And just the whole the whole dialogue between Crystal and Steve was a little odd to me, too, because I, I know it wasn't a mature game or anything like that, but you know, he's visiting his girlfriend at college, and he's lamenting the fact that if he misses his bus, that he's going to have to sleep at the college all weekend long. As a college kid or a person of college age, you would probably want to spend the whole weekend with your girlfriend at college. <laughs> that just seemed unrealistic to me. <laughs> or maybe he just, yeah, I don't know. It, it was weird. So I, I know they were trying to kind of make things work and connect the dots and everything like that. I do like the bit about her being abducted or teleported you know, ghosted, whatever you want to call it, and her cell phone being kind of a tether because it added, I don't know, it just, it kind of made it seem more modern. It kind of made it seem more like a a black mirror than a Twilight Zone type of premise. So I appreciate that. I like when they bring technology into these type of stories without acting like it's some type of like, you know, pariah to have a cell phone there because, you know, this is kind of a tangent, but I feel most writers lean on the crutch of, of doing uh, period pieces because they realize that if their character has access to the entire internet that they're going to solve whatever whatever problem they have fairly easily and they didn't shy away from that here yeah yeah well and they did they they did a lot of things like i mentioned you know breaking the fourth wall there are a couple of times where they mentioned little plot holes and but they resolved them later but it was like oh hey we'll just fix that plot hole 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in the beginning, it sets up where Steve thinks these guys threaten his girlfriend. She mentions that while she's on the phone with him, and then she disappears while she's on the phone with him. Um, so he thinks that she's been either kidnapped or killed by one of the football players, which is soccer for us American folks. But we know better that there's something more mysterious afoot. You know, Steve's convinced as the football player. You're not playing as Steve, though. You're playing as Murray. And you basically are figuring out what's going on. Murray begins to have visions of something nefarious. But he doesn't know if it's the visions of the future, visions Ooh. of the past. And no one else can see what he's seeing. That kind of works well as as a good not only advancing the plot, but it gives you some hints as to what you're supposed to do in the game. Like like I said, in some point in click games, I've been stuck for hours just trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do without looking at at guides. And this one, it doesn't hold your hand through every step, but it doesn't make it miserable trying to figure it out easier. So it was nice that they used some some hints but tied those hints into things that were part of the plot. I like that a lot. Yeah, I can, I can definitely understand that. And, you know, it, it dawns on me now as well, um, as I'm going back and thinking about portions of the game that I played and just the various dialogue trees, I'm being unnecessarily harsh on the voice acting that the entire game features voice acting for every line of dialogue. If you want to turn the voice acting off or if you just want to, you know, turn the subtitles off, whatever, or do both. But yeah, if you, if you want to turn both the subtitles and dialogue off, the game will be substantially more difficult. Um, <laughs> Good luck with that. Right, right. But I do appreciate the fact that they recorded just hours and hours of audio to be included in this game. So, you know, kudos to FN Games to, uh, you know, for, for putting that out there. You know, and we really can't have an episode where this doesn't come in. But so I play with the subtitles on and the dialogue on, as I <laughs> want to do. Yes. And as we usually mentioned, there were some issues with the subtitles where it didn't quite match up with the game. Ah. Uh, and, and later in the game, there's actually a part where one of the characters um, has three lines of dialogue uh, consecutively. And they transpose the subtitles and the dialogue for two of them. So like oh, he, weird. he delivers a line, then he delivers a second line, and then the in the subtitles they had the two lines switched. That used to happen in comic books all the time. Um, you know, of course, it's the editorial team's job to catch that sort of thing, but sometimes Spider-Man would be saying something Doc Ock was supposed to say and vice versa, and <laughs> you just kind of knew that, and you, in your mind, would switch that around. So, yeah, it's... Oh. It's not the worst thing. What's what kind of got under my skin about the subtitles was that, you know, when two characters were talking to one another, sometimes they'd make the subtitles different colors. Uh, one of those times they made the subtitles gray and it was in front of a fairly dark uh, piece of art. So you couldn't really make it out too well unless you really concentrated on the screen, which speaking of the screen. I don't know if you had the same problem, but I yes. could not make this full screen. I'm like, <laughs> how do I not have the choice here? This is so strange. Yeah, so as with um, some older games, um, it has a smaller window. I'm assuming that's just for resolution purposes, so it doesn't look too grainy. Mm. But yeah, the window was probably maybe one-tenth of the size of my screen. Yeah, yeah, about the same for me. 
I kind of got used to it, but I did play the game in several sessions, and every time I got back into it, it was like, wow, that's so small. <laughs> and then, you know, you play for another hour, and then you, you kind of forget it. Then, and then you start with, that's, that's so tiny. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, that was a little distracting, too. And I'm sure that had something to do with kind of throwing me off of a little bit, because I have such a busy desktop on my PC that... Yeah, everything else going on around it kind of draws the eye. I'll say that. Maybe just open up a blank, like, Word document before you play this game or something. (laughs) Well, another thing that you could do is I was recording a lot of this, and it actually was appearing larger in my OBS window than it was (laughs) in the regular game window. So I suppose you could always play it through OBS instead. (laughs) (laughs) There's that option as well. (laughs) Having experienced the ending... Was it satisfying? Did you feel rewarded for the amount of time you spent in the game? I'm. Don't worry about spoiling it for me, man. I'm in the spoiler zone of the show. I know the responsibility that comes with it, so please, by all means. So I will say the game had several unexpected twists throughout the course of it, and I felt virtually all of the twists were satisfying. All of the unexpected changes I, I enjoyed. Um... And the ending was one of those things. So I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to a couple of things here. So you have a movie like um, Frequency with Jim Caviezel. I don't remember who else was in it, but I enjoyed that. I enjoyed Frequency a lot up until the ending, and the ending was too saccharine sweet. You cannot mess with time without causing problems. And in that, in Frequency, sorry to spoil this, but the movie ends like the guy rigs everything so everybody has this charmed life wow and you can't do that in 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 science fiction but i do like a happy ending and so this one did did a mix of it so the ending was it was generally a good ending but it didn't work out well for everybody there were there were complications that came out about as a result of this and so because of that that really is what i like i want a happy ending but you can't screw with certain powers without complications and there were complications i like complications it makes for interesting stories that's good that's good so something to look forward to there yeah i thought you know a lot of a lot of my experience with point and click adventure games and i will admit that i haven't played a ton of them um i own the monkey island games and I still haven't played through them entirely yet but most of the ones that I've played are there's a lot of text based and they're fun puzzle games but they're not necessarily good story games and the story I felt was significantly better on this than probably any other point and click game I've ever played there were other issues which was what kind of drew it off of a treasure for me but I like story and so that's part of how you know that got such a high score for me okay and that's fair but to your point about it having one of the better stories of a point and click game have you played full throttle i have not full throttle released in 1995 and i know this by heart because i love this freaking game so much tim schaefer the guys at at lucas games uh you know future um double fine members made this game about a, a biker you know <laughs> in this in this alternate reality i guess where where bikers are like you know heroes and everything and you know kind of like here but you know just bigger 
it's such a fun game, dude. This was like one of the first point and click adventure games that I ever played, and it hooked me. I got this game from my English teacher, and I don't know why he gave me a video game to play that was so <laughs> in-depth when he knows good and well that he gave us a ton of homework, but I was thankful for it. And uh, yeah, man, I was never the same after that. I, I couldn't believe that a point-and-click game could be that fun, that in-depth, have good music, good voice acting, comedy, everything. So that's why my bar is so freaking high, because <laughs> Full Throttle from 1995 spoiled me for every other point-and-click game out there. I know a lot of people bring up Grim Fandango, and I, I played that a little bit on the PS4 remake, and that's fun. But you never forget your first, I guess. And Full Throttle was like the best for me. <laughs> Is that still available anywhere, do you know? No, man. That's the, that's the unfortunate part. Like, over the years, I've tried to buy that game so many different ways, so many different times. I've gone through nefarious means to try to get it on, you know, emulators and that sort of thing. But I can never quite get it to run right. I, I had the physical disc in the jewel case and everything uh, that I got off of eBay. And I'm like, okay, I own it now, so I can go and find it in a way that can work on the technology I have. Fortunately, they are in the process of remaking or remastering Full Throttle in the same vein as they did Grim Fandango a few years back. So I guess I've just back, backed my way into my recommendation for what to play since I gave it a hazardous. Well, I will just say, uh, as far as I know, this is entirely legal. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, anyone, but uh, if you search, if you just search Internet Archive mm -hmm. um, or go to archive.org, uh, Full Throttle does appear to be available there. Oh, well. Um, and basically, my understanding of how that site works is if it's considered abandonware, copyright law no longer fully applies to it. Um, and so that it's. My understanding is this site is completely legal and on the level. Okay. And it looks like Mark Hamill might have been, yes, one of the voices. Yes, he was. He was tight with those Lucas Games guys back then, obviously. You know, he's such a big nerd, man. I love him. He's great. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it looks like, and, you know, he, he seems to be a gracious, I mean, there are some people who get big into, like, nerdy stuff, but they, they are jerks about it. And he seems like a you know, just genuinely happy to be involved in, in all the nerdly awesomeness that he is. Just let him take a few items from the set and it's all good. Hey, that's how they can pay me. If I know I'm on a big movie like Star Wars or something like that, yeah, man, just give me give me a lightsaber. I'll, you know, I'll keep it safe. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, so speaking, in, speaking of getting in on all kinds of nerdy things, um, well, I should ask first. Do you have anything else to add about today's game? There is a game, probably 1993, 1994, that this reminded me a lot of. And I can't find what it is, but there was a frog, and you were trying to figure out this mystery. Your dad works for a company, or maybe he got fired by this company, and there is this evil, polluting corporation, and it's causing mutations, and, and I can't figure out what the name of the stupid game was. But I loved it, and this reminded me a lot of that. 
uh, next episode, we are going with something with a little bit higher budget, but it is still at least at th- going to be free. Both Xbox and PlayStation have their free games of the month for people who have uh, the various subscription services. And in the month of April, Rise, Son of Rome, will be one of the free games of the month. It was one of the release titles for the Xbox One. I have not yet played it, but it will be free. And so we will be playing it. Good chance we'll be streaming it. And it's something you can uh, join in on. Well, you know what? I'm glad you said that because it was either Rise or a game based on Episode Nine's Holidays Anthology. So I'm glad we chose Rise. (laughs) Because I never want to think about that movie again. (laughs) (laughs) So so, uh, there's a game based on that? What? No, I'm screwing with you. Okay, okay. <laughs> You're like, I, no, I was really? confused. <laughs> hey, you never know, man. Kickstart that, people. <laughs> Please don't. I'm, I'm, I'm totally playing. Please do not. Anywho, I was telling you before the show, that's one of those launch games that I never got to play. It's free on Xbox Live um, this, this month. So, you know, it'll be fair and check it out. And yeah, man, we get to play some co-op online. This is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Co-op goodness. And uh, yes, if you want to join yes. us in for the stream, we'll be tweeting out when we're going to stream it, if we stream it, which we're going to do because we're awesome like that. Sure we are. That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Again, remember with Patreon going for Versus the Universe, they are awesome folks. They have a, another show coming up. If you're in the Chicago area, definitely check that out. And if you're not in the Chicago area, check out what they have on YouTube because they post most of their awesome stuff there. And that's all I have. Yeah, I'm going to throw a shout out to the Cooperatives podcast since we're talking about co-op here. Uh, Liz and Aaron, they play co-op games that bring them closer together as a couple and make you laugh and smile and go aw shucks and all that stuff. Uh, They play video games. They play board games. It's just all kind of co-op-y type biz. So check their podcast out. I think you will enjoy it. And on that note, uh, get your downloads ready, and we shall catch you in some rise. That's right. So, folks, thank you once again for joining us here on Digital Dumpster Diving. If you've got suggestions, questions, comments, insults, uh, compliments, you can tweet us, of course, at The3DCast on Twitter, everywhere else we're Digital Dumpster Diving. So, check us out. I'm, as always, Matt Peters. And I'm Dave Martin. Thanks for joining us, folks. We will see you. Or it's got to be better than this. I don't know what <laughs> And no matter what you throw at us, no matter how rotten the tomatoes, it can't be worse than what we've been swimming in already. That's right, man. We are... <laughs> <laughs> we are invulnerable <laughs> to the trash at this point. <laughs> I was born in it. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jamie. And this, this is Panels on Channels. A weekly roundup podcast show where we discuss your favorite comic book TV shows. Yep, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. And Kirsten. We sure do love talking about who smooches on these shows. No, that's just Aaron. Yeah. Anyway, search for Panels on Channels on your favorite podcatcher to find us and subscribe. New episodes every Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>